What's up, everyone? Kevin Allen here from DFS Army, and I've got Bobby Millions with me today to break down the NFL Week 17 DraftKings and FanDuel main slate. This is the game plan. We are back. All right. We are back. NFL week 17, the game plan. It's getting to the end, Bobby Wow. It is. It is. Getting to the big time. If you're, are you in any fantasy championships this week? I I did have one best ball that made it to the final round. So Ooh. got one little shot in the best ball. Team's big not shot. awesome. What's your worst case scenario? I think I saw that one. You're in the, the big final for best ball DraftKings. You say one little shot. It's like the, the ticket's worth nine grand. Little shot. Yeah, What's last it? place is only a thousand bucks. So okay. it's it's not, I mean, it's good. Only? You can't complain. Can't that's complain. wonderful. On a $20 entry? Right. That's true. That's true. Bobby Millions about to make another million. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. That'd be awesome, man. So how, how are you? Do you get like, do you start getting a little depressed toward the end of the season, thinking mm-hmm. about the off season or what? How, how does this go for you? I ain't feeling it yet because I love the playoffs and there's so much more football to play. But obviously we're coming to the end of the year and, you know, you're coming out of the the grind and the extreme craziness. So, yeah, I mean, of course, it, it's bittersweet. The end of the season's coming along. I, you know, my fantasy football championships are hitting. I'm in three. I think, I, I think I've got nine leagues at this point, eight or nine. I'm in three championships, which is great. One very unlikely. One, one of my teams is horrible. I don't know how it's in the championship, but it is. If it gets past this round, it will be by far the worst championship team that's ever existed. And, and you know, the COVID weirdness definitely helped. Sure. You know, I advanced last week with, with Josh Johnson at QB and, um, you know, Byron Pringle as my top scoring wide receiver. Like, it's just weird. Jeez. Oh, that's right. That was the one you were trying to choose between Ingram. Yeah, and, it didn't matter. Yeah, the didn't matter, matter because Kamara stunk. Camara suck. I mean, I never should have advanced. So a lot of fun. I love the season. I check my best ball leagues and without sharing numbers, I'm up. And this is specifically underdog. So you remember in the off season, I did a lot of underdog. I did a lot of these $5, like 12 person leagues Yeah, I was yeah. Doing them live on pods. It was just having fun with it. So I check that I'm in for, uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm taking out three X what I put in which is really good for that, that style of league. Like, so my, my ending profit margin is three times 300% my, my entry fees, which is great. There are no tournaments. They're all leagues with people that I just kind of put out there and did live on podcasts. You're beating me in one of them. So there you go. There we are. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're beating me in another one, but um, you know, I didn't win them all, but it was enough. I, I love the um, ooh, little tinny on the mic. Let's see. Hopefully that'll correct itself here. Trevor saying, but what's up everyone. So anyway, let me explain what we do here on the game plan. We're going to go game by game with a quick breakdown of each game for the NFL week 17 main slate. But before we get into the heart of it, we pick out this week is a core three of games, three games that stand out above the rest in terms of DFS excitement. 
Along the way, we're going to talk a little bit about betting angles for each game, if we can think of any. Of course, um, you know, the bigger betting show will come either later today or tomorrow on the Sharp app uh, called The Wise Guys with myself and Anthony Gargano. But um, we'll talk a little betting angles now, get a little, get a little something going. Little, little appetizer before the main event. But mainly we're going to focus on daily fantasy football, main slate, week 17, FanDuel, DraftKings, some of these plays. Um, let's get right into it, Bobby. Wow. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's get right into it. So the first game we've picked out on the core four, Kansas City. I mean, this is a very obviously awesome game. KC Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals, five-point spread for the Chiefs at home. Um, on the road, Chiefs are at the Bengals, which I actually like. So they're five-point road favorites with a 51-point game total. And this is one of two kind of high game total, close game spreads, Bobby Wow. So right off the bat, um, you know, these are the numbers that we're looking for. Anything stand out to you from a betting angle perspective? Oh, man. Yeah, it, uh... It's tough. It's tough because you watch Joey B and you watch the Bengals last week and you know how low the Kansas City Chiefs can go in terms of what's happened earlier in the season. I don't know, man. You got you got the Bengals at home. I don't really I don't really have a lean here. Do you have something that you like? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen where the Bengals, uh, where the Chiefs have been that great at covering the spread um, overall. So, you know, I, I yeah, the, the flip side of it is, you know, the Bengals after that euphoric ass whipping that they put out last week, you know, <laughs> I think that normally I would want to be off a team after a game like that. Like my my sensibility is I want to be off a team after a game like that because the, the field sure. will overestimate how good they are. Right. So but then again, I don't know if they're doing that because, you know, plus five it didn't seem that bad at home for the Bengals in the spot. So. I'm going to lean that way. I don't have to go to the sharp app and check the betting hang- handles and see what the public is doing before I can make a uh, final determination on that. But I like it. Yeah. I, I, my first lean is probably the Bengals just because, you know, I could see them winning the game like this too. And, you know, if they're going to get five points, why not? But um, as far as DFS angles, this is everything. This game, this game stands out above and beyond. And I want to talk about something that happened last week. You know, Tyreek Hill came back off the COVID list. And so, and and this is a mea culpa, Bobby Well. I was very excited to play um, Tyreek Hill. Figured no Travis Kelsey, um, no one else to really throw to. I was really excited. I was all in on, on Tyreek Hill. Like, I loved him. Thought he was one of the best plays of the week. Obviously, he he was a massive dud. And I learned a pretty important lesson from it. And, you know, we're not always going to be correct. And, and, you know, we're in unprecedented times. And the lesson I learned is you cannot play these guys coming off of COVID. And so right off the bat, I'm, I'm just kind of going to bring that point out there. You cannot – these guys – like, we don't, we're not doctors. You might be a – are you a doctor? No. I'm not. I'm not. Nope. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, right? We're living in a weird time where there's an illness going around – that's like affecting everything around us. And so with football, you know, here I am thinking, Hey, they got back, they're over it in a week. They come back. They're fine. Right. I mean, that was kind of my, my thought. That was my thought. And, and dancing waddle. So 
this is a good point as well. So where do you do your cutoff between players coming back from COVID and how much they're going to be able to play? Yeah, I think that's interesting because we know Waddle was activated a week before the game. That's what and I'm so, saying. Yeah, I think I think there's some clear delineation there. I and, and I I I kind of have the same feeling this week about Travis Kelsey as I did Waddle. He it sounded like he would have been ready had he tested negative last Sunday. Um, ended up not testing negative. He was cleared. I want to say yesterday, the day before. So he's got you know five or six days as well to prepare and get back into a rhythm. So I, I think you're right, though. We, we've seen it not just with Tyreek Hill. We've seen it with plenty of other people before Tyreek. Um, and it, it, it showed. Did he even play, like, the second he, half at all? He did. He played. He said he was exhausted. He was out there. They just okay. like, they weren't throwing to him. He wasn't a big part of the plan. And, and he was clearly diminished. So I think, and, and to your point, Dan, as well, I think we have to look at the COVID stuff and say, Hey, if you're cleared like on Monday and you have a full week to prepare, then we can give you, let's say, a, a notch significantly higher. I think if somebody's cleared on Friday for the Sunday games, you have to avoid at all costs. And so that's that's kind of like I think you can play someone who's who's cleared and practice the whole week, but proceed with caution a little bit because yeah. we're not finding out. They're not telling us like, oh, he feels exhausted. They don't say it. So we don't know. That's one of the and, – and there's no Q tag that's going along with it. Like this is unprecedented. So right. so just like and, – and I'm going to I'm gonna agree to your point. I think with Kelsey, he's already clear on, on Monday. He was cleared or Tuesday. Whenever he's practiced the whole week. I actually think – I don't even – did he practice Wednesday? I think so. So you can give him a little bit more props. But I think the best play is Tyree Kill full week off of the recovery. But then again, what if like he said, he was quote unquote exhausted. What if that's lingering for him? He's one of those lingerers. Yeah, I think it could be. I think it's certainly a proceed with caution situation at best. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. It's, it's one of these things. I don't have a way of predicting it. We don't have a way of really having knowledge to it. It's, you know, it's health and it's unprecedented, but um, we'll pay attention to reports. And but normally, of course, we'd want to load up on on Kelsey and, and Tyreek or one of those two with Mahomes in this spot. Um, those are the only two. I, I think on the Bengals side, it's the same. We know who their quote unquote stars are, who their best players are. You mix in, of course, it's always solid and, you know, Chase Higgins and Boyd. And it's usually going to be if you're playing Burrow, it's going to be two pass catchers for me i don't know about you bobby wow i always play burrow with two he's that guy two but including mixon for me i would include him in that category yes yeah see, i don't i i think mixon and burrow should be avoided as a pairing at all really yeah. wow okay interesting yeah i i don't feel the same way on that one but i yeah. see why you would say it yeah going totally different with it um I, I would avoid it at all costs because i think mixon is just leverage perfect leverage off of burrow so, so then I you're saying so then you're including CJ Uzama and you're in your with two. Oh men. yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Mixon is a good play. So he's a good play most weeks. Like, you know, he's had, I think he was entered the, the nuts for the sixth time this season out of, you know, 17, 16 weeks. And it's really good. But you know, when he, hit, when he misses, it's usually because, you know, they're mixing in some P Ryan. They're not, you know, they have these games where he doesn't smash, whatever. 
So, but I think when what like last week, Mixon had no. Let's see what Mixon did. He was actually he had a really good. He was game. a beast. Last, last week it worked with the pairing, but that was a very unprecedented game. You know, Burrow's going just styling. They they were just literally getting Burrow more yards because at some point he was breaking records. And so like, hey, and he throws one deep bomb to Mixon, which made a big difference. They never do that. So, you know, Burrow puts up forty one last week. Mixon, a, a big chunk of his. I want to say it was like almost that. thirty, right? Mixon. Yeah, but a, like remember, a big chunk of that came on that one reception for like sixty yards right at the end of the game. It did, but they're throwing to him near the end zone. That's the only reason I said it. That that yeah. touchdown didn't come on that last play. His he, receiving touchdown. He got elevated targets last week, but I mean, my goodness, that was a one week thing, and Samaji did not play. So like Samaji barely got any touch. I don't know what happened last week. But it's not how they've played it every week. So all I'm saying, I don't think you can count on that. We haven't seen evidence that they're going to keep doing that. Where they, I like agree on that. Yep, I think you're right with that. Yeah, it's like, so for me, I'd just rather use him as the leverage off. You just don't need it. You don't need it. Like last week, if you played Burrow with two of his guys, you you won the tournament. Like, you know, and without mixing. With mixing help, but like I need it as leverage. So I, I probably won't mix those two. Um, anything of interest with the Kansas city side in terms of like the Byron, can we go right back to Byron Pringle? Is he now like a safe enough bed? He's up to 4k on DraftKings. Geek. I don't know that I could ever call any of those guys safe. I know Pringle has been the best and it's, it's only you know, Pringle. It's, it's been pretty clear, but all three of those guys, I still can't call them safe. I, I don't, that's I, fair, but I will say that I can call two of them very unsafe. Me, you know, Hardman at this point, it's not good. And, and you know, he could catch a touchdown deep pass, but he's just – every opportunity, he, he doesn't do it. He's Hardman's the it. only other guy I would consider. And it's, be, it's because – and you're right, but it's because he is on the field. He's getting targets. He's running routes. You know, he's, he's had some big play opportunities where Mahomes has missed him these last couple weeks. Um, and it seems like he's fallen back into favor with Andy Reid a little bit as of late. So I'm not saying he's even as safe as Pringle, but I don't mind getting some shares of Hardman as well this week. I, I yeah. think I think he's going to have a, a big game at some point here, and I, maybe maybe even on Sunday. I, I'd put him as less good than Pringle in in my mind because he's just like he had it this last week. There was no one else there to throw to. Still only five targets. They just will not throw to him. He's an MME guy. If you're yeah. building, you know, 10% of your lineups with Patty Mahomes, I'd have him in a couple of those. I'm definitely not hand-pulling the trigger on, on No, him. I agree. So, no, I, I wouldn't either. Yeah, love both sides of this game. It's a game to build around. You're good. We're going to want to build game stacks, team stacks, Mahomes stacks, Burrow stacks. This is definitely going to be a common game to build around. So we like it as our first core play of the week. Um, second up is I think I like it more. I think this is my favorite. I'm going to – I'm going to – favor this game we got the cardinals at the cowboys and, it, and it's interesting i don't i don't know maybe i don't favor it because <laughs> these are two good defenses too but we got the cardinals at the cowboys um cowboys are at home minus six again burrow and dak were like historic amazing last week right the breakout game for dak uh he's actually had a lot of good games um Derek gore in showdown where's the showdown what showdown are we talking about um, we have to talk, uh, Derek Gore, by the way. All right. So we'll go back to that game real quick. 
with CEH out. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me let me back it up. Let me back it up. CEH is out. Yeah, he had a collarbone injury. And I know they were calling him week to week, but there's no way he plays. All right, hold up. That's why the Derek Gore questions. I'm like, what are these guys talking about Derek Gore? All right, hold on a second. Let's see what the hell's going on here. I, I did not know this. So he's got a Q tag, remain sideline of practice, um, not likely to play. Ooh. There's no way he plays. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. Hold up. That That actually changes slightly the analysis of this game. So now, Derek uh, Gore, 5K, 12 carries, three targets, pretty impressive. And Darrell Williams. Ooh, okay. Well, it's tricky, isn't it? Darrell Williams, who's been – I don't know what to do with this spot, Bobby Wow. Yeah, um, I, I, I much prefer Williams, obviously. I think – you know, the, the Chiefs trust him. He's going to be the workhorse. I know Gore got some run last game, but Darrell Williams is a very, very good play on the main slate and on the showdown. I think he's firmly in play across the board. 5,800 compared to Gore at 5,000. I mean, that's not even that much of a difference. Gore, they like to use Gore as like the grinder. Yeah. Darrell Williams getting a little bit more of that passing game, pass protection kind of job. Yep. So, yeah, I think you have to favor Durrell as being the better play. Um, but Gore, you know, when 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 they're playing from ahead, so I think it's Gore is going to be a little bit game flow. If they're playing from ahead and protecting a lead, I think you'll see more Gore out there, especially late. Whereas Durrell Williams is more likely in the competitive environment, going to be on the field a little bit more. It's tricky. I don't know if I love either of them. Yeah, I. You could get some gore and showdown, but if we're talking about main slate only, I have zero interest in gore on the main slate. I'm just fascinated that that Hunter's playing like non um, non island game showdowns. I never play those. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't have a Thursday game. You get, you do some crazy things. Yeah, well, like we're talking about a showdown on the main slate. Like who who has time for that? But I I like it. I like it. Um, more showdown guy. I don't think I like either of these guys as as main slate. People I'll have a little Durrell. I'll have a little Durrell main slate, but I agree. I, not not much at all. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Durrell probably, but but again, they could be mixed in as GPP, you know, whatever on the main slate. But it's I wouldn't build around these guys. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, it's just actually, if one more of them got COVID, then I would change my mind. Sorry, is that morbid? Like, if one of them, if one more of them out, if there's just one, then yes. But with two, I think we're still dealing with the same kind of split that makes me rarely be super interested in the running game from Kansas City anyway. Um, all right, so that that cleared that up. I'm like, why is everybody asking about Gore? I couldn't understand. One, one question, Geek, before we move on. I know I know, we got to move on, but who's your wide receiver play from the Bengals? If you're playing one wide receiver, who is it? It's probably Higgins over Chase at this point. Okay. But, like, you know, they're all good. And it's, it's so it's – so, marginal Higgins yeah, has been better oh my god he's been a beast that whole offense is so so good when they're throwing a lot they look amazing can you imagine having Tyler Boyd as your number three pass catcher yeah yeah and Tyler Boyd's a quality player too and, and he'll pop off on occasion but but again the thing working against the trio is that there's three of them it's similar to yes. Dallas like with three 
you know, you just never can really count on a floor. They're all three max GPP guys for me because you can never count on a target floor for any of them. You know, yeah. that's why Chase only gets eight targets. Like so true. Chase on another team, you know, he could get 14 targets a game. Like Chase is not, I don't think like Waddle is a better wide receiver than Chase, for example, but Waddle's going to do better DFS purposes most weeks because he's getting 14 targets. He's the offense. It, it revolves around him. Yeah. So I don't, you never know. Is player better? I don't know. And I don't care. I know one guy has more opportunities and opportunities king in DFS. Yep. All right. So let's talk about Arizona against the Cowboys here. Second game in the core four, the core three. We're only doing three cores today. Um, you know, both of these defenses are really good, Bobby Wow. Both of them. Um, we know that yeah. Dallas has an elite. They, Dallas has been good. We cannot rip. They've been a good by every metric. They're good. They're good. Every metric. They have one elite cornerback on the Cowboys, and that's a great matchup tool when they go up against teams with an elite wide receiver that they could shut down Terry McLaurin style. Yeah. Or, you know, We've seen it time and time again. Cardinals don't have an elite wide receiver. They just mix it up. So I think that negates a little bit of what the best part of Dallas's defense is, which is essentially their elite cornerback. And their rush, which has looked really good, um, the pass rush. Yeah. So I, I'm not as sold as you, Geek. I'm really not skeptical on the defenses. Day, He's good. No, no, I, I think Dig, uh, I think Diggs oh. is good. I do, okay. I do. I'm not questioning Diggs, but the defenses as a whole, I, I, I don't even know when the last time the Cowboys were tested by by a good offense. I think this week will be very telling for them. And, and I would say the flip side is Arizona has been shooting itself in the foot week after they have not looked like a good offense. Yes, that's true um, too. So we might not get the test, and this is what I'm saying. There is some, cons- I have some play to the under concerns about this game. Interesting. Just gonna, yeah. Just because, Hey, listen, everybody's going to be on it. So we gotta, we gotta consider both sides. And, and the Dak was amazing last week. He was historic. One of his best games, not his best game ever, but well, definitely his best game of this season. Um, and he was styling out there, you know, he was doing like Burrow. Burrow was out there by the end, just having yeah. fun. Like, yeah. Hey, let's pad the stats. I love it. Where was that all year? Like it took to week 16 to have one of like a couple games like that. It was crazy. But, um, you know, Dak was historic in the sense of this year, just being amazing last week. He finally put it all together. The Cowboys team put it all together. And what I like about the Cowboys is their passing offense, uh, their rushing offense. It's not as, it's not as demanding of the football. Let's put it as it had been, in the past, you could, even last week, Zeke got a couple of touchdowns. But if you look at the total production from Elliott, and he had a good game, but it's not like they're they're giving him volume. I mean, nine, you know, he gets the touchdown, he catches a touchdown, gets the 17. This guy got nine carries and one target. Like it was like it was, let's call it in a in a 56 to 14 absolute destruction where you would think the running back would get more run. He didn't. So yeah, I think that's a good point. It, it's, it's, it's obvious that the Cowboys are resting Zeke until the playoffs. He's not getting a full workload and he doesn't have to with Tony Pollard there and the way they're throwing the ball. So I, I, I agree. I love that. There's a concentration of the offense in the passing game. I think that's a big deal. Really good 
Yeah, and it wasn't like Dak. So really, really good for Dak. And and um, somebody keeps asking, do we load up on Dak this week? Yes, we load up on Dak this week. Yes, Rohit, we definitely do. So it it is a it does feel like a load up on Dak week. I think you can go right back to his regular weapons. And and again, Dak is always with two. And you just gotta hope you get lucky on the two that you pick. I don't think there's any real. I mean, what can we say that um, you know? Arizona does have like they have decent group of they don't have shut down cornerback play where I need to worry about any one of them. Uh, you know, I think it's Lamb, it's Cooper, and it's Gallup, and it's Schultz, and it's two of those guys that are going to get there. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't have that. They've got Buda Baker, which he might be one of my favorite defensive players ever. Um, but they they are doing well in terms of allowing pass yarding during the games they're they're like a top five or ten defense when it comes to pass yardage allowed so they're they're doing okay in the secondary again arizona a good a good defense overall but i don't think there's any there's nothing for me that stands out about them that says like oh you can't throw to the wr1 right yeah no stay away yeah exactly yeah there's nothing about their defense that tells me oh we need to focus on you know, the slot guy, CD lamb, or, or we need to focus on the tight end. It's just, you know, they're going to Dallas is going to move the football how they want. They have their same four elite pass catchers that they always have. And good chance that two of them, if Dak is popping off to win you a tournament, then there's a really good chance that two of those guys are having great games, which two good luck picking. So and Dalton just, Schultz better be part of your rotation there if you're playing Dak. Yeah, I mean, Arizona has been particularly um, susceptible. Let's see where Schultz is salaried here. Actually, no, second against the tight end. So, you know, it's not like it's he's, not like he's so involved, though. I'm not worried about it. He got hurt last week, but his numbers were huge still. Yeah, I mean, this stuff, though, I, I again, I don't like chasing it. It feels a little chasey. Two because, in a row? Know, yeah, I mean, it's actually, yeah, it's two in a row. Two in a row. I'm just saying. No, I'm not saying yeah, I go crazy. I, agree. I think you put it in. You got to put him in. To me, he's one of the four. Like I said, he's just one of the four. Yeah. You just, I'm mixing him up. It's going to be hard. Right. You know, it's just one of the four. That's how we're going to do it. I agree. Um, and he does. He spreads the love. So it might, it might sound crazy. I, I love the other side of the ball. People are sleeping on Kyler Murray, and I think it's a mistake. I know he struggled. I love, I love the Cardinals in this game for DFS purposes. I love. <laughs> Uh, the Cardinals with the six points for betting purposes. I love it. I'm right. all over this. So uh, I I think I'm hoping he comes in as low owned. I'm, I, I think people are a little bit off him because he has struggled a little bit, but this is a really good football team, even without Deandre Hopkins. And I think this is a get right matchup for him. So I'm coming right back to Kyler here. I'm taking the six points. Um, I actually have Cardinals money line in one of my bets. So that's where yeah. I'm at on this game. There it is. I love it. The pizza bet on the Cardinals money. I love it. Now, what I wrote in my notes, and I did do the, I, I've started my notes for the week and my cheat sheet. What I wrote about Kyler is, you know, he was like as bad as you could be last week. That the whole Cardinals offense was as mistake riddled as you could ever hope for them to be. Just yeah. so many fuck ups, the safety, a lot of things just going wrong. And with all of that, he had fumbles, multiple fumbles. With all that, he still put up 22 fantasy points. 
Like, imagine if he's having a good game. And that's how I that's how I wrote it up. Like, imagine if Kyler Murray doesn't have a bad game. If he's putting up 21, 22 in, like, a disaster game for his team. And, and that's a lot of what it was. What happens if if he doesn't have a bad game? Yeah. You know, now we're talking 35 points. So you got to go right back to it as well. I agree. Um, who do we think Trey Diggs will be on? That's what I was going to ask. I I feel like Trey is going to be primarily on A.J. Green. And I don't have any data to back that up. But are they really going to put him on Christian Kirk? Or does he move around? I don't know. That's something I'm, I, I think I want to allow the week to ferment a little bit more. Yeah, I'm with you. Think on it and just try to figure that one out. Because we might, if we could pinpoint that they'll, hey, he's going to be on on this guy. Then we could really get on some of the other pass catchers a little more. But without knowing, you know, it goes back to the same group as always. They do spread the football around with Kyler. You never can try. Ertz is my favorite of them all. If I have to choose one, it's it's usually going to be Ertz. I think he's the most high floor of all of the pass catchers, as weird as that sounds. And then for me, um, you know, Kirk, and I never love playing A.J. Green. I just don't. I hate playing A.J. Green. And, and That's and, why I kind of hope Diggs covers Green. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's hopeful. I think you're kind of wishful with it more than that's real. I think it might that's just true. be your that's hope. True. Yeah. And then, and then you know, Antoine Wesley filled in very nicely for – was that his name, Wesley? Yep, for Rondale Moore. Yeah, he filled in very nicely for Rondo Moore. Got a couple targets, a couple targets a week before. So, Scored a you know, you want to get silly with it, you know, Antoine Wesley for the cheap, uh, you know, 3K. What is he, 3,600? Yeah, one of those names that I think are on the list this week at 3,600. What's Rondale Moore price that geek real fast? Can't, isn't he coming off COVID, though? Rondale Moore at 4,100 ankle, not COVID. Okay. Yeah, that ain't for me. More okay. in an ankle. That, that's not for me. Ankle injury, even if he comes back, he's, he's limited in practice all week. That's not for me. He's not that guy. He's bad enough, low volume enough when he's healthy. <laughs> that's a fair point. I don't need, the, I don't need the, the banged up version of him in my lineups. All right, let's, let's talk about core game number three. And we, we stretched a little bit for this one, but – because those two games stand out so high and above far and above all the others this week. My mind. But the next one we've got is the Rams at the Ravens. Uh, the Rams are four point road favorites in a game with a 46 and a half point total. Now, Bobby, wow. We don't know if Lamar Jackson, I, I'm, I'm guessing no, I'm guessing Lamar Jackson does not play. And if he does play, I will tell you this psychologically that they're putting him out there when he probably shouldn't be because they're trying to get a win. Yep. They've lost. They've had a bunch of heartbreaking losses. They want the win. They need it. There's, you know, playoffs are in jeopardy. I actually should have looked up the playoff implications for some of these games, but the playoffs are in jeopardy. For they're the in trouble. They, they need the win. They absolutely need to win this game. I think they, they, from a betting angle, I think you always take the team that needs to win, especially at home. I would I would go with the Ravens even if it's Huntley out there, just to figure out a way. Yeah, betting angle. Yeah, I'm interested to see if the line moves if if Lamar's ruled out. If it moved, I would like it obviously more. I even more. I don't think I would actually like the game less if Lamar plays. I don't like pocket passer Lamar Jackson at all. 
as a quarterback. I, I don't like that version. When you see him standing there in the pocket, they tell him don't run. You got ankle problems. That that is not a good version of Lamar that I want to ever. I would never think. I would not consider rostering him. Agreed. So as of now, though, if you had to make a call, you're taking the four points in the Ravens. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you all the way. Just because they're at home and they need to win bad, and the Rams aren't in the same position. They need, and they they've shown play. us they can play well without Lamar Jackson. They've competed in yeah. every game that he's missed. I thought Huntley is just as good. I mean, I you know not just as good, but I don't think they lost that much going. He should he should have beaten the Packers if that two point conversion doesn't get messed. They up. don't call the stupid two point conversion and just kick the damn field goal. Give me my OT and let me win some DFS tournaments. Like, why? what? I can't win a tournament? I have to come in fourth? It's bullshit. Go to OT. Twice you did it to me. Twice. Brutal. So, um, obviously, the Rams are an exciting offense to target players from. We love Cooper Cup. Um, you know, I like Sony Michelle here very much. No Darrell Henderson. I'm not worried about Cam Akers at all. Not in the slightest. Sony Michelle, full workload. But the Ravens are a team that funnels to the pass. So, fine by me, Cooper Cup and to, uh, Odell, let's fucking go. What do you say? Love me some Odell Beckham this week. I think he he has his best week of the season, catches two touchdowns. Wow. Any particular reason, just feeling it? I don't know. It just feels like he's finding his way in that offense a little bit. Seems like he's being targeted more and more in the end zone. They're drawing up plays for him. I don't know if you saw the play last week where he was just wide open. It was awesome. I think I think he I think he continues to find the end zone. So, what what are your thoughts on Marlon Humphrey? No, he's been out. He's out. Humphrey's out still. Yeah. Done for the really? season. Yeah. IR. No way. Yeah. No. No Humphrey. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Unless so Cup, I'm, unless Cup I'm can mistaken. run. So Cup can run free. I must be thinking of somebody else then. Yeah, so I Cup mean, can run out. free all he's over the um, Unless he's returning. Yeah, no, he's been out. He's done. He's yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what? You're throwing me off. Like, what? Because um, this well, pass defense is atrocious. It wouldn't have been Humphrey on – Humphrey in the game would have been better for Odell because they would have put Humphrey on Cooper Cup most That's likely. what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Yeah, it yeah. would have been helpful, but that's not the case here. So they'll be able to throw. They're going to throw to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's going to do his thing. He does his thing every week. Um, and I don't see him changing that. But you're right. Odell is present. There is a guy that they want to get going constantly. They show it. So, you know, I love it. Um, I like the call a lot. On the flip side, I'm assuming Huntley is the quarterback. Let's assume that. Yep. One negative is the price of Andrews at this point has been elevated to almost unplayable levels. But I will remind you that under a Huntley um, quarterback regime, they also threw to um, Marquise, uh, the Marquis de Brown, 14 times that one week. So it's not like Marquise Brown was ignored. <laughs> um, Brown fully healthy right now, no injury designation, 14 targets. You know, he didn't do that much the last couple of weeks with, with the targets. And this was Josh Johnson, so it's irrelevant. But 14 targets from Huntley. They threw them a lot. And if you're going to, let's see, we're going up against, actually, no. So let's let's bring it around. We're up against the Rams. The Ramsey. Rams have Jalen Ramsey. 
Ramsey probably going to shadow Marquis Brown, probably, which actually would And they awoke this beast last week. Yeah, that actually Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I mean that would probably and he had a nice little game, but um had a nice little game actually also under Huntley. No, which was a Huntley game, week 15. Not a great game against Huntley, too. But if if Ramsey's gonna be on Brown for most of the game, and Keg keeps giving me a hard time telling me Ramsey doesn't shadow anymore. But I don't I don't believe it. It felt like he shadowed DK Metcalf at least. He, he he most certainly did. He shadows when there's no one else to cover. He'll move around a little bit, but he's on one guy. So, assuming Ramsey will be on Brown for most of the game, it really does elevate the opportunities for for Andrews and probably Bateman too. But Andrews the best. But I don't know if we can afford Andrews uh, at seventy four hundred. So we'll see how it goes this week because that's a that's a hefty price tag. But that would be the guy. That would be the guy. All right. I don't play running backs from the Ravens, so I do like the quarterback Huntley if he if he um, if he gets the start. So it'd be Huntley, probably Andrews, probably a little Bateman, probably avoiding Marquise Brown because of the um, Ramsey factor. That's that's how I treat that side of it. And for the other side of the game, of course, it's just Stafford. Sony Michelle, not together, Safford or Sony Michelle, and then, you know, Cup, OBJ, and Van Jefferson. I'm yeah, and I don't even like Sony in this game. I, I it's not a good passing matchup, attack for me. You're, you're right. It's not a good matchup. Baltimore run defense is elite. Um, it's, where they're, it's where they're better. They're really good against the run, really bad against the pass, but I don't care. You give me a running back getting all the touches for a team, I'm interested. You know, even if I don't think he's the best running back play, which At I don't. Fifty-eight hundred too. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, okay. he's not. He's not priced high. You, you got to have interest in him. Forget the matchup. Forget all that. It's just he's. It's the opportunity um, that you can't ignore. So, all right, with the core games out of the way, let's talk about some of the other games. And we start at the top because there's no. Yeah, and Sony, yes, he can catch. Passes. He'll catch some he passes. Does he does it all. He's he's perfectly well rounded. Patriots didn't throw him, but he can do all of those things. He's a well rounded. So let's just start at the top, Bobby Wow, and work our way down here with some of these games and, and come up with a few different angles for each one. There are angles for every game. And I'll start with the, the Bills Falcons um, for Bills 14 and a half point favorites. I don't know if I, I don't bet on 14 and a half point favorites, Bobby. I, I don't do that ever. No. But I ain't betting on the Falcons either. So YOLO, fuck it, not touching that game. But as far as DFS angles, you know, Josh Allen just styles every once in a while, and you have to give it to him. He's just going to be out there styling. Yeah, from a betting angle, if anything, I'll take the over in that game, but I'm I'm not excited about any of that, so I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, Devin Singletary is interesting to me. I think he's a, just an intriguing GPP option. He's involved as a pass catcher and a running back, so they're not afraid to utilize him, especially if this ends up being a blowout. He and He's going to get some extra run. Um I everyone loves Cordero Patterson. I don't like him here at all. Sixty nine hundred dollars. I'll pass. I'll pass and, on and him. Losing effort. Cordell, by the way, awesome guy and everything. But but as far as like when your team's down fourteen, Patterson's fine as like a wide receiver hybrid. But um, no, maybe a little Kyle Pitts. They're going to be throwing a lot. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and Singletary has been doing fine the last couple weeks, but he's not getting. You know, you can't. I'm not, I'm not going to count on him getting, you know, the 22 carries again, 
but he has been looking like a different guy since they've been healthy scratching Moss. So will, will you be going back to Isaiah McKenzie at all? No. Okay. Good. No, no McKenzie. Because <laughs> Beasley's back. Yeah, he is. I was just still curious. No, no McKenzie. No, no. Okay. Well, he played one week. We, we got it. We were on it. We enjoyed it. We had a good time. You know, this is the difference between doing casual drugs and becoming an addict. You know, you do it once. You have a little fun. You know, Jesus. party, hot chicks, the whole thing. Start doing it again. All of a sudden, all right, now you got a problem. Not finan- not, not, not life advice right there. Just, just saying. All right. Don't do drugs. Kids. Not a life advisor. Not a life advisor. Um, all right. Don't do drugs. Giants at the Bears. Giants are 37. Uh, Giants are six-point road underdogs. There's actually a play in this game. There's a DFS play in this game. Feed me um, all the David Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, we're all we're in agreement. Um, I, I don't think you want to play Fields here if Fields, assuming Fields starts, your beloved um, Bears quarterback. He's not the guy. We, we just want Montgomery. Montgomery's such a volume workhorse. I love him. Yeah, he's, he's really the only play in this one. You you could make an argument for Saquon if you wanted to get crazy and, and silly for the Millie, but Montgomery is the clear and obvious play in this game, and no one else is close. Yeah, that's it. And and by the way, and Chicago defense. One more, one more just to throw out there. If you need value at tight end, I don't mind going back to Cole Komet. Yeah, always play. He'd be the only other piece. Always play. I agree. Um, but 37-point game totals are generally not the ones – that you want to go crazy on <laughs> that might that that's one of the lowest totals man because Jeez. the giants can't score the the bears can't score but the giants really can't score mike glenna might be the worst quarterback in the history of the game mm, i don't know okay that's fair I, isaiah book played that was game. i went a little too far i'm sorry but i cannot stand mike glenna <laughs> he was a bear i know you have you you, you have some some bitterness he was a former bear so next up, we've got the Dolphins at the Titans. Titans at home, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, you know, they're a healthier team than they've been. I'm a little surprised at how low the total is. As a matter of fact, I would be betting the over on this game. I don't, I don't understand 40 points. I get that Dolphins' defense is pretty good, but, fuck, they looked amazing against Isaiah Book. It's not like they went up against the Packers and shut them out. The Saints who suck all year and fifth string quarterback. I mean, I'm with you, man. I I love the over. I think seeing Ryan Tannehill with AJ Brown, it's that's such a huge, huge piece for them to have back. So I like I like the over here. I think Tua's performed well, so certainly could be a back and forth game. Um, yeah, I'm with you all the way on that call. Yeah, and I love. I, I'm going right back to Waddle. Waddle's such a freaking beast in terms of his volume. Um, I love it. So I'm going right back to it in this spot. It's not like the Titans have an elite cornerback to take him out of the game. This isn't the Rams. They're, they don't have that guy. Um, the Dolphins, for all the ripping on this team that people do, I don't really understand why, they do have elite cornerback play. And if anybody's going to be able to be taken out of the game and at all, it's going to be A.J. Brown because you know he's going to be up against Xavier Howard, who is very, very good. And so – you know, on the Titans side, I'm a little more worried about them scoring, how they're moving the football, 
even than I am about Miami. I think Miami, we know what they're going to do. They're going to run it with freaking Duke Johnson and and um, and throw to Jalen Waddell and, and Mike Kosicki, you know, on, on the Titan side. If Miami can sort of lock down A.J. Brown, I think they can slow that team down a little bit. And maybe uh, the, the, the right side of the betting here is the Miami side. Um, I think there's cause for concern about playing A.J. Brown. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point. It'll be interesting, too, because not not that I would play him, but both Julio and Westbrook Aquina landed on the COVID IL two days ago. So there could be a value piece or two to target in MME from here, depending on the news there. That's all. Yeah, well, we'll have to keep an eye on it. Um, I think Hurtleo is playing. He's on the COVID IL. Oh, he oh, he oh, wait, wait, wait. He, oh, he is. I believe so. Two days ago. So I don't know if they'll be eligible or not. No, no, it doesn't even matter. Once once that happens, that means um, on Monday. There you go. Well, because they changed the rules, didn't they? Where it's like five days now. Yeah, if you're it's, it's five days. And people are getting over the Omicron in like five days, by the way. You're getting over it quick. It's more like a, it's more like a cold in terms of how it, it's affecting people, if that's what these guys are getting, which I think almost everybody's getting that. But um, – that doesn't mean he's going to be winded. And, you know, obviously we're not touching this guy, even if he yep. plays this week. Yep. Um, I think that Tannehill has been sacked a lot because they didn't have any wide receivers to throw to. And I don't even know that. And they had no running game to threaten anybody with. Like, the Titans are at a disadvantage with no Derrick Henry and the injuries they've had this year. Um, Ian Book. Yeah, like, I can't remember his name. Dude, you know, I got to commit player names to memory. And they need to be somebody I might see a second time before you really commit that name into your – burn it in the synapses. You know, how many synapses can I waste on Ian Book's name? Don't do drugs. All right. Um, those things go together. Um, Raiders at the Colts. Colts are home, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Jonathan Taylor remains with the team healthy. Maybe they'll get some of their offensive linemen back from the COVID list this week. Again, people coming off the list, blah, blah, blah. We talk about it again and again and again. Always a little sketchy. But um, they'll probably get some offensive linemen back. Raiders, not that good of a team um, so far, you know, second half of the season. Any betting angles here that interest you, Bobby Wild? Uh, this is mostly a stay away for me. The, it's tough because the Raiders without Darren Waller, I mean, that's just such an important piece for them. And they've they've done nothing since he's been out. So uh, he's I don't know. Bad. Anything anything for you? Not, not on the betting side. I like the, you know, I, I think there's DFS angles here that we could take a look at. Of course, Jonathan Taylor is very much in play. Uh, Carson Wentz might be out this week. Might be, maybe, maybe, will he, won't he, don't know. It's like a rom-com. If Carson Wentz is out, I'm quite interested in the in the Raiders and betting on the Raiders because um, whatever the hell the backup guy's name is, again, Synapses, Sam Ellinger. Is his name Eskridge? Sam Ellinger. Ellinger. There you go. Like, I get it. I remember watching him in the preseason. But, you know, I'm not – it doesn't make sense to me that the Colts should be favored if Sam Ellinger is the quarterback. So, um, if, if Sam Ellinger is at the helm – I actually would like to bet on the Raiders. And, of course, I trust nothing that the Colts will do 
with with Sam Ellinger, we saw how poorly the New Orleans offense operated with like a backup quarterback in there that's not like a, a brand name backup or somebody who's competent. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Hunter's saying he runs a lot. And I remember it from the preseason. I remember that. Is that really – is that good for I, – I mean, are we playing – are we playing Sam Ellinger as a running backup quarterback? I'm not. I'm not playing him. I think they're going to feed Taylor the ball even more than they do now if Ellinger plays. And then the problem is, Geek, that might be all they have to do against this Raiders team. Like It's not like they're going to be forced to throw the football a ton with Sam Ellinger and keep the ball in his hands. They only need Jonathan Taylor to pound the ball against this, this uh, Raiders defense. So, I, yeah, so. I, I don't like it. You would think so. I don't know. I don't know. If he's cheap enough, I'll have to consider it. I'll consult with my with my um, college football guru, uh, Season Long Says, uh, a little more about Ellinger here. But I mean, he's, he's a college hero, Sammy Ellinger. Maybe he is the guy. Maybe it's another Huntley situation where we can actually jump on someone. Um, but again, the Huntley difference was, you know, it's not like the Ravens have a, a running back at all. Whereas the Colts have. Jonathan Taylor, but you would think that the Raiders would key in on Taylor. Not that that's worked more often than not. You can't really stop him anyway, but you would think they would key in on Taylor. Yeah. One, and one other super, super fast thing to note in case Wentz does play, he looks like he's going to have all his wide receivers back, including Paris Campbell. So uh, healthy, think- healthy receiving core. I know you don't really care about it, but yeah. Just an interesting note. Paris Hilton. Harris Hurdleton, Hurdleton. Jesus. He'll make it two games at most. Might be all they need. He's he's Kevin White, part two. Ugh. Impossible to stay healthy for more than a game or two. Um, all right. Hurdleton. Jaguars at the Patriots. Cruising for a bruising. <laughs> Is what's going on here? I mean, sixteen point. I don't bet sixteen point favorites, but I don't bet Jaguars either. <laughs> clear on that. Um, I'm just gonna say this: like, oh my goodness, Damian Snacks Harris, Ramondre's back. We could have a game where both of those guys put up massive numbers. Patriots defense all day. Who played Ramondre? I'm not touching Ramondre. He was on the COVID list. And uh, Snacks had such an awesome week last week. So if I'm running with anyone from this team, it's it's Damian Harris. Yeah, I, I, not much more to say. I mean, like, yeah, Damian Harris is in play. Of 5,600, does he catch passes? No. Has it mattered that much this year? The thing about the Patriots is they don't really throw for touchdowns. They give them to, to Harris, right, because they got the rookie – and they don't have the type of wide receivers that catch touchdowns. So there it is. Following up on the Arizona Kirk runs most of the flanker. I mean, do we know for sure that Diggs will only be on the outside, or do they move him around and follow someone? That's the real question. But I think wishful thinking would be that some good insight. Yeah, I think it's wishful thinking a little bit 
but it works out to the benefit. If it is, does go that way and you get kind of Christian Kirk, maybe you get the Christian Kirk pop game. I like it. And yes, I mean, this is, you know, yeah. I could play them if they get back on Monday, but if they're getting off the list on Thursday, Friday, hell no, no. All right. So nothing from the Jaguars. Hell no. Um, similarly, we've got the Bucks at the Jets, and and I would say the same exact story. There are some great angles on the on the Bucks. Uh, Ron Jones Jr. Baby, all in. You heard me right. Core Ron Jones Jr. Core play. Most lineups. Just to play devil's advocate, I he's a core play for me too. You're not at all worried about Keyshawn Vaughn. After I'm his worried, performance last I'm, week. I'm worried about all of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think Keyshawn Vaughn could have a good game too. That's how bad the Jets run defense is. I'm worried about all of it. But what are you going to do? You have a running back on a team that's expected to absolutely spot. As a matter of fact, I think Vaughn would and, – and again, if you see what happened last week, he was not like he had a good play and ran for the one touchdown. Yeah. But that doesn't, I watched the game. Right. And it was Ron Jones Jr. in the game. Like he just, Jones Jr. had a great run. He was all over the place. It comes out for a breather. This dude runs a 60 yarder for a touchdown. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how it goes. But the way that Keyshawn Vaughn gets in this game, and I think it's very feasible as a matter of fact, I would put it on pretty likely. Is you know by the fourth quarter the 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 Bucks are ahead by 28, 35 points, and they're just like, all right, bring out Vaughn, bring out the backup quarterback, you know, bring out the the second stringers, and then they still score because it's the Jets. So I think Vaughn could have a good game, but but you know Ron Jones Jr. could do a lot of damage in those first three quarters. Absolutely. Um, Again, um, Jones, they like Ron. Ron Jones Jr. is a talented player. His issue is I mean, 20 carries, three targets. You, can, you The volume. The volume. What's frustrating for me is that Tom Brady refuses to run the ball inside the 10-yard line. He, he's always throwing the football inside the 10. Drives me crazy. <laughs> I, I just want to address this, Sean. Um I'll take a look at this because I will tell you, Sean, that our projection model is not accounting for coming off of COVID. Like it normally would not. No projection model has that built into it. But like for, for yes, it, it makes sense to like maybe not force those guys into every fucking lineup because they're clearly failing. So that's something to take a look at. And I, I like that you mentioned it here. Um, just came to show with Casey Hayward out. For Las Vegas, is Pittman a good play on the sneak? Yeah, I, I, I mean, again, let's see who the quarterback is for the Colts. But sure, I mean, I think Pittman is fine anyway. I don't, I don't really think Casey Hayward is like that shutdown anyway. But I think, um, you know, if he's out, then sure, it, it helps Pittman. But we got to see who the quarterback is, you know. 
what hurts Pittman is Jonathan Taylor just eating all the work. Yeah. Like, you, you, I think Hunter, it has to be a manual. We, I don't know how you build it in, but it was like, we could build in a manual, like coming off like 20%, 15% reduction in expectation, because that's what we've been seeing. But you have to time the COVID because again, Waddle last week was amazing. He came off on Monday you know, Hill came off on like Saturday for a Sunday game and it was a disaster. So that I think that timing of it is important. Um, where were we? Uh, Rams, Ravens, where, no, Bucks, Jets. Washington. Buc- oh, yeah, Bucks, Jets. All in on, all in on, on Ron Jones Jr. for me. Bucks defense for sure. Elite play. No Jets at all. And of course with the Bucks, Antonio Brown. I forgot to mention. I don't care what's going on. As long as there's no Godwin, as long as there's no Evans, I don't know. Evans might be back, maybe. But as long as they're diminished, Antonio Brown's still elite play, period. Dalvin did come back and explode, but was that off of COVID or was that off of an injury? Dalvin hasn't been back from COVID yet. That was his that was his shoulder. His yeah, he labor. came back from an injury, not from COVID. We're, we're referring very specifically, Damon, to guys who are coming off the COVID list. That was an injury. And yeah, all the Antonio. I already have him marked as a core play. He's my favorite play on the slate once again. And I had 100% um, Antonio Brown last week, by the way. All right, so moving on, Eagles, Washington. You know, with Washington, uh, I'm not sure what's going on with the running back, but the Eagles are favored by three and a half on the road. We just saw Taylor Heineke probably play one of the worst quarterback games I've ever seen of any quarterback, not just him, but like I would throw in Lawrence and all the other terrible quarterback performances and Wilson. That was like one of the worst performances I've ever seen. So bad. And he has no excuse. I don't know what his excuse was. Why all of a sudden, like this guy has now been starting for a while. Maybe Dallas is good. I'm telling you, but Dallas defense. Don't say uh, yeah. like, horrible. I like Philly minus three and a half. That that feels that, that's one of my favorite bets. I I I like the Eagles as well. I think Washington more so without potentially Antonio Gibson, who has been floundering, has not did not practice today from what I saw. I don't think he practiced. He did not. So he's questioned. We got a hip issue. New problem, not the foot. Something else popped up. And that's a lot of injuries for your starting running back. No J.D. McKissick. No real backup to um, Antonio Gibson, really. No. Jared Patterson. And the Eagles have Darius Hayward Slay, um, who should be able to at least mute the effects of Terry McLaurin, if Terry McLaurin is even now at this point considered a weapon, you know, uh, it's not like Heineke has been able to get him the football. So the offense for Washington is going to be challenged here to put up points unless they just turn it around. By the way, that's what Heineken has done this year. He's turned around like well, all of a sudden next week, all of a sudden he plays well. It's, it's the weirdest thing. But um, yeah, that's where we're at. This is our life now. Um, so I like the Eagle side of it. Any particular players? Like are we talking – Jordan Howard with no uh, – are you interested in Howard at all with, with Miles Sanders out? 
I'm not I'm not touching running backs from this game. I just think the Eagles spread it out too much. And I mean, any of those guys, you got Howard, you got Boston Scott, I think scored last week. You got Kenny Gainwell's getting in there. I, I'm not really interested in any running back. I think Dallas Goddard is probably my favorite overall play from this game. Yeah, I don't I don't dislike him. And Jalen Hurts, I think um you could play him every week. I, I like Jalen Hurts in competitive games. I didn't like him last week. I didn't think the game was going to be competitive. Um, I don't know how, what did he end up doing last week. I know he wasn't in the nuts, so that was good. Didn't play him at all last week. And let's see if I screwed it up. No, that was the right call at 16 points. So um, he's better in competitive games. If you think the Eagles are going to win, you really probably shouldn't play much Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't hate Howard as much maybe as you do, but the Q tag has me concerned. He's also banged up a little bit. If he was out and it was only Boston Scott, I would have some Boston Scott interest. But I think he's going to still split with Scott, which is not my cup of tea. Yep. Nothing from Washington. Even Gibson. Gibson, I would play him in this game if he was healthy. Yeah, I don't like him at all. If he's healthy, I don't mind him. But he's not. So it's irrelevant. He's not. Um, All right. So – Rams, Ravens, we already covered. Uh, Broncos, Chargers. Broncos are on the road. Six and a half point favorites against the the. No, no, sorry. Broncos are on the road against the Chargers. Chargers are favored by six and a half. Game total is 45 and a half points. And I got to tell you something, Bobby. I don't like Broncos games for DFS purposes almost at all. I, they haven't led to high-scoring outcomes. Broncos like play a, a brand of defense that has been pretty good. But, I mean, do you have interest in the Chargers offense? I'm not definitely not playing anybody from the Broncos. Um, but what about the Chargers side? Are you interested in anything there? Actually, you know what? Let me, let me take that back a second. Chargers run defense is so bad that maybe Williams and Gordon as GPP only plays? Yeah, I don't know, man. I – I wish one of those guys would be ruled out because the other one would be the smash play. I mean, it would be but a lock button. It's it's hard for me to get there when they're both healthy. I know they've gotten there. I know they've done it before, but the ceiling is is too much. It's too capped to me. Yeah, as road underdogs, it's it's not it's not the best spot. Although again, Chargers defense, woof, so oh bad. Rex Burkhead puts up a thirty bar thirty banger on you. Really, embarrassing. I think the one the one interesting thing to note about this game is Austin Eckler is coming off the COVID list, and he was very, very, very open about his struggles with being sick. So that that is that is a, an avoid spot for me. Easy avoid. And by the way, that's money because I just looked at rankings. So I look at like I look at like what I call the donkey rankings. I look at like the season long guys, you know the the pundits. Just to get like an idea, I don't, I don't like to call it that, but just get an idea of what the donkeys are doing. And they have Austin Eckler ranked as RB two this week overall. Oh, jeez. Yes, and that's fine. I mean, if again, if we're not really take accounting for other factors, we just look at this matchup and we say, okay, he's Austin Eckler. He's great. We love him as a top guy, and we're not accounting for anything else. Yeah, that makes sense. But coming off the COVID, a guy who complained about a tough bout with COVID, 
Yo, that's a that's a big hell no. You cannot expect volume there. So I love that that call, Bobby. Wow. It's not um, like they're playing the Jets. I mean, the Broncos they've been pretty stingy yeah, against the run. Yeah, it's I wasn't in love with playing Eckler anyway. But if you right, add right. in, you know, him being winded or telling the coach, listen, I'll play, but you know, I'm going to need more breaks. And coming off of an amazing game by Justin Jackson, where they, you know, like, hey, our backup's pretty good. We're fine. Don't expect yep. much from Eckler at all here. I didn't even put make him on my list. He did not make the list. And I'll tell you what, too. I'm going to be I'm going to be refreshing the Sharp app to check and see when these props are posted because I'm taking the under on Eckler rushing yards. It just, it, I love it. He, he's going to struggle. Brilliant, fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, in the game center on the Sharp app, when you when you uh, when you go into a game center, you can just click on props and it'll get you all the props for that game. So as soon as they start to populate, yep. you can see them. And you can also find the best the best numbers. It might be FanDuel, it might be DraftKings, PointsBet, uh, Caesars, MGM, whichever one it is. You always want to make sure you do you, you bet your exactly. props on the best uh, possible lines because that's the difference between winning and losing. Listen, I, I've lost props by like half a yard. And I'm like, you know what? I fucking lazied out. I knew I should have like just clicked on MGM instead of DraftKings. It was a little better there. <laughs> and I would have won. And it's like, don't be lazy about it. You got to check and get the best props. It, it makes all the difference in the world, your profitability. Um, yeah, this is a rough debate, right? You know, Eckler or Jackson in your championship final. That sucks. That's a hard choice to make. I and look, I think I think we need to acknowledge that Eckler could have a he could have yeah. a good game. He's awesome, Eckler. Eckler. But at the end of the day, this is a stand that we're willing to take. Eckler has a cost in DFS. Like it's not just you're playing Eckler; you're playing Eckler at the expense of being able to play Cooper Cup. Like you know, yeah, I, I would still play uh, Eckler. Oh, and that yeah, in that fantasy line, yes, yeah. absolutely. In, in season long, I would still play Eckler. So where were we? Texans forty nine. I like this game. I think this game has more potential to be competitive. So straight off the bat, I would bet, uh, you know, the Texans are road 12 and a half point underdogs at San Francisco, San Francisco starting Trey Lance, most likely. I like the Texans uh, to cover the spread. They haven't played that bad. Davis Mills has been competent more so at home. I, I don't really count on it on the road. But he's been competent enough at quarterback at home. They have Brandon Cooks back coming off the COVID, but he's off early. Enough. Can we play Brandon Cooks? I know. We, we The whole theme is can we play these guys coming off COVID? He came I think off so. early in the week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so, too. So, and and by the way, you're saying George Kittle. I, 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 don't, I don't like the pass catchers. I'm not touching Debo or George Kittle in this game. The, the Texans, the, the 49ers are going to run the football on the Texans, and they'll do it very successfully. Yeah, here it is. He drilled the, the plus 13. Nice, Dan. Um, I, I agree with it. So, But I think that the 49ers, they lean heavy on the run like they like to do when in games that they can control, and more so with Trey Lance at the helm when they're nervous about him throwing too many times. Yeah, I'm not I'm not interested in George Kittle at all. I will have some Debo. I think he's going to be low-owned, and they're going to do everything they can to get on the football, whether it's via the pass or as a runner. So 
I do have a little bit of interest in him, but you're you're totally right on about he was that. great, but he's also eight like point five k or he's eighty seven hundred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, come on, like I'm playing Cooper Cup over Debo Samuel. Let's let's be real. Like I'm not playing Debo over Cooper Cup. It's that simple. I'm just not. It's not exactly the same price, but Cooper Cup has history with this quarterback of smashing every single week. Debo Samuel is, is with the running quarterback who might not throw more than 10 times and, and or 15 times in the whole game. And they might get Eli Mitchell back, which means the Debo Samuel um, running back role may be diminished. He's practicing. There you go. I didn't even really like Trey Lance in the game for the same reason. Because the, the 49ers, if they can control the game, they will run the football. They'll bring in um, – by the way, it doesn't have to be just Eli. Now we've seen Wilson Jr., which is why you can't play either of these guys. Wilson Jr. and Eli. If Eli doesn't play, I'm all about Wilson Jr. How about that? I like it. That's yeah. a good call. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about Wilson Jr. But if Eli plays – I don't think I, I want either of them. I don't want either. I don't like either. I don't. I feel like I don't understand this question. We do the Players Club on Saturday, VIP only, which is really where we're going to dive in a little bit more, like the showdown rather than the game-by-game game breakdowns. But, yeah, if you're a DFS Army subscriber, you get the Players Club every Saturday. It's everybody's favorite thing to do, but it's VIP only. And, yeah, we get in. We build lineups together. We do the whole thing. So, hopefully, you're a member of DFS Army and you get access to the Players Club every Saturday. VIP. You know how we do. If you're not, you can get signed up right now with promo, with promo code New Year's. You get 50% off your first month. A special promo for the year end. Love it. Ah. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, the other, I think what. Oh, okay. So he's referring to. Yes, we have the um, the shark, oh, the the shark tank, shark autopsy, the Millie Maker breakdown that Burns does every single week. He has a an overview of what's won Millie Makers and tournaments. So yeah, of course we cover all of that as well. Shark Chronicles. Okay. Panthers at the Saints, the return of Darnold, Samwise the Brave at quarterback for the Panthers. Let's fucking go, Sammy D. He's uh, going up against the, the Saints. Uh, Saints are home, six-and-a-half-point favorites. My boy Tay-Tay coming back to the helm, coming off the COVID, right back to quarterback uh, for the Saints. Panthers, a disaster at this point. <laughs> what a shit show that's become. Yes. Um, what a shit show the Panthers are. Sam Darnold is starting. 38-point total. I, I, what do you see here, Bobby? Wow. What, what, is there anything? Come on. I don't know, man. I Part of me feels like the under. I know it's such a low total already, but if I were to bet something, which, again, I'm probably not betting this game, I, I think I like the under. Even the under on a 38-point total. Listen, the I know, only thing, it's gross. The, the only angle that I can think of, and there is one angle, 
is that when when Darnold was the starter for the Panthers, and I ain't playing no fucking Darnold here, but they are in a dome. It's a controlled environment. When Darnold was the starter, he threw two more incessantly. He would zone in on one guy and throw him 15 targets. Oh, and yeah. DJ Moore, and as much as this game looks disgusting, and as much as the 38-point total could not get worse, it's like the worst total I think I've ever seen. Uh, it's up there. One of the worst of the week. It's just horrible. You don't want to play players in a 38-point total game. Darnold focuses on DJ Moore exclusively. I, DJ Moore could get 12, 13 targets for 5,600. He's, he's my favorite play. In the only play in this game, in my opinion, 5,600 is so cheap for play. DJ Moore. Got to play. Got to play. I don't like Kamara. He's splitting with Mark Ingram. He's splitting with, with you know, Taysom Hill taking his own. So it doesn't really work for me to pay all the way up for Kamara in that spot. It's it's DJ Moore. He's the player yep. in this game. Sorry. And a good play. I think he's a good play. Uh, I will say that my boy uh, DFS up north is DMing me to mention that he is a big fan of Carolina defense. I'm not sure I agree. That's but, why I like the under. I think these defenses are going to just shut each other down. They're yeah. going to shut the other team down. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Lions at Seahawks. Seahawks minus seven. I have a play in this game. A couple plays. I want to hear it. I'm excited because I don't. They're, they're, why not? Why not? It's one of the highest totals on the slate, 42 and a half. Okay. There's a couple plays. First of all, no one likes to talk about Rashad Penny. Okay. No I love one. Rashad Penny. Oh, there we in are. real life. Bring you around. Bring you around. What's wrong with Rashad Penny in this game? He's getting the he's getting the lead back role finally for for the for the Seahawks. Seahawks like to lean on the run. That's what they like to do. What's wrong with that? I think Rashad Penny's definitely playable. You know they're mixing in Alex Con. Alex Con sucks. Yeah, he sucks. So they have to give it to Penny because Alex Collins is visibly horrible. <laughs> He's visibly horrible. And then on the flip side, the Lions get back DeAndre Swift. They get, they have Amon Ross St. Brown, breakout superstar wide receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown. So there's a couple of pieces. And with Seattle, it looks like DK Metcalf is, remains all banged up, which means Tyler Lockett's going to be in play. I, I think there are playable players in this game. I can't play Amon Ross St. Brown for 6K. I can't get their geek. I can't pay $400 more for Amon Ra than DJ Moore. I can't either. I, I, I saw it. I looked at it. I tried to. I couldn't pull the trigger. But it's noteworthy that the guy, like as much as I probably won't do it, it's noteworthy that he has smashed multiple weeks in a row, but also that um, the volume is there. Like he's getting real NFL, you know, volume, 12, 12, 11. I mean, maybe we have to turn off our cognitive bias. Maybe we do. You yeah. know, look at all these targets. And that's with some crappy QBs at the helm, too. Like, worse than Jared Goff. Jared Goff's not that bad. Who and, was and there? Oil? Swift back. I, I don't think it hurts him. I think it just puts them in position to to potentially score or have longer drives than they might before. So, I don't think it hurts him. And one other piece, Geek, to maybe contribute to that point even more, Josh Reynolds is on the COVID IL right now. He might not even play. Not that he's like demanding the football, but you know, no, but he's the other 
guy. He's the I, only I don't know if Steve Hunter was talking about Craig Reynolds here or, or Josh, but Craig, no, it's I, I Swift is back. And Williams is there too. So I, yeah, I zero Reynolds for me. Yeah. I don't even love Swift, to be honest, coming off of whatever the fuck he's been off of for so long. I'm not playing Swift. I ain't playing. Let's let's say I'm not playing Swift. Not coming off of a multi-week injury where he's like GPP only. You know Swift can get you 22 with with 12 touches. He's like Cordero was earlier this year. Like he'd get there, but I ain't doing it. Rashad Penny's the best play out of this entire stupid game. Yeah. And I'm in a rock. And maybe Tyler Lockett. I think that's the last game um, on the main slate. Yes, it is. Ooh, Browns at Pittsburgh. Interesting, interesting weekend slate. Uh, interesting Sunday and Monday nighters. And guys, for those who don't know, this is the last week of Sunday night. I, I, I definitely last week of Monday night football. I think there's still another Sunday nighter in week 18, but we already there's already no more Thursday. Let me see what it says here. There's a right Thursday's done. Next week, we'll get only Sunday, no Monday night game, no Thursday. That's it. Season coming to an end. So uh, it's crazy stuff. But it's also exciting because we get the playoffs, and there's a bunch of amazing slates for the playoffs. It's always my favorite DFS time. Those three-game single-day Saturday and Sunday slates are my favorite. They're for me. Bobby, I don't know what you think. I like those little three-gamers. They're amazing. It's like a, it's like a laboratory for um, – ownership leverage and and watching it play out in real time. There's no better time to get ownership leverage than on a two or three game slate. So I love those. And the teams do what you expect them to do in the playoffs, which is great. Um, I'm going to say this. Good luck to everybody in their, in their playoff championship week. Hopefully a lot of you guys got there. Remember, get signed up at the IFS Army. The code is still going for another day or two here. Until the end of uh, until the new year, promo code New Year half off your first month or first week, whichever you do. Do afterwards. It actually still locks in a ten percent off going forward. So it's by far the best code we've ever given out at the FS Army. And um, I will be back hopefully with uh, Anthony Gargano tonight, maybe or tomorrow or at some point this weekend. We'll see when we can um, uh, or some point in the next couple days to do the wise guys. Really, just focus on betting. For Sharp App. Um, so we'll just get all the betting angles done. And of course, Anthony's uh, plays. Uh, he's always going to get amazing plays. Been spectacular this year. Guy, it's like putting money in my pocket every single week. It's amazing. Such a beast. And of course, for DFS Army uh, VIPs, come back on Saturday for the Players Club. I'll be back again when we have all of the information that we need. Um, together, we'll make some lineups. We'll break down the slate again. We'll focus in on our actual lineup building strategies for the week. And, and you know, for everybody else, Good luck this week. We'll see you at the top of the leaderboards. Bobby, wow. Any final thoughts? No, I don't think so. I'm excited about this Sunday slate, though. Let's not overlook it. A lot of really, really fun games, especially compared to the last couple of weeks. And I, I think we're going to have a lot of success. So let's make it happen. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I love it. We finally get all the, most of the games on one slate. So we don't have – we got a couple of real games that we can game stack. Yes, which is fun. yes. Finally, we can game stack a couple of games. That's great. So good luck this weekend, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time. Deuces.